Hi, y'all. This is Carrie D. from Coffee with Carrie. Welcome to Season 2 of Coffee with Carrie podcast. It's such a privilege to do this adventure we call homeschooling with you. Thank you for tuning in again and walking this homeschooling journey with us. If you're new to us, you can find us on Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. I think you'll be encouraged. My favorite new word is strewing. I had no idea I was a master at strewing until just recently. In the homeschooling community, there arises every few years a new catchphrase or a new trend. And it looks like the new buzzword right now is strewing. And I love it. I love the sound of it. I love saying it. And I love the fact that it isn't one more thing I need to add to my homeschooling repertoire. That's right. Because I've been strewing all these years and never even knew it. And you too, Mama, you're probably a master at strewing and didn't even realize it. Okay, so what is strewing? The dictionary defines strewing as to spread or to scatter. So picture your home environment as a place for much strewing. Like I said, some of us already do this without even realizing it. I have stuff, not necessarily school stuff, strewed about everywhere. My husband calls it a mess, but now I just call it strewing. Strewing's the process of laying out or scattering interesting things around your home for your kids to discover. These items can be anything that brings delight or a sense of wonder to your child. You know that children have a natural curiosity that helps them discover and navigate their world. And as homeschooling moms, we want to foster this curiosity. Strewing can help our kids discover new interests or dive deeper into topics they already find fascinating. It's all about intentionally creating a learning-rich environment. But I don't want you to spend too much time or stress out planning. Strewing is an amazing way to inspire your child's natural curiosity. We can strew items as invitations to explore and to pique our children's natural curiosity. And don't worry, strewing doesn't have to be expensive either. So adopt the art of strewing to ignite your child's passions and to whet their appetites. Strewing is also a way to search for the spark in your child. You know, God knitted each of our children together. He knows exactly what your child will love and will be passionate about. He knows what his gifts and strengths will be and how your child will use those passions and gifts for the kingdom of God. Strewing is just a way to spark their curiosity, ignite their passions, and whet their appetites for goodness, beauty, and truth. Okay, so like I said, the Webster Dictionary defines strewing as to spread or to scatter. So let's start scattering. Scatter around your house great books, Beautiful pictures, art supplies, craft supplies, games, music, you name it. Just scatter it. Just put a few things out on the coffee table. Don't say a word. Definitely don't call it school. And just leave it there. Someone will eventually pick it up and will begin to explore it. Yes, strewing can be that simple. But if strewing also means to spread... Consider your homeschooling and home environment as a feast that's spread out for your child's heart, mind, and soul. 
as moms, we're feeding their minds. When we strew, our children are feasting on good books, feasting on beautiful artwork, feasting on beautiful music and the truths of God's word. Now, you know me, I don't want to complicate your life or your homeschooling because simple is always better. So in this week's episode, I want to share with you this idea of strewing and to help you see that you're probably already doing this in some form or another. But I also want to encourage you to try to be more intentional about what you strategically scatter and spread around your home to be discovered. And yes, you can strew to spark even your teen's curiosity. Okay, so let's start by talking about the easiest subject that you can strew, language arts. I'm almost positive you've been doing this since the day your kiddos were born. And if you aren't homeschooling yet, you're probably strewing already at least. Now picture books are the best way to pique any child's imagination. Strew and scatter them all around the house. Don't make them read the books. Just leave a few good ones around the house to be discovered. Or read the books to them at bedtime. Or put a few in the car when you go on long car rides. Just get them and scatter them. Scatter about the house any and everything that encourages language, whether it's in written form or spoken form. Fill your refrigerator door with those colorful magnetic letters. And get those magnetic poetry strips, too, for your older kids. Younger kids love playing around with these magnetic letters and sounding out real and imaginary words while playing with them. And older kids love mixing up those poetry lines to create funny and original poems for all to see as people go and get a cup of water from the refrigerator. Give each child a brand new journal this summer with some really cool pens. Again, don't say a word. Don't make writing in it mandatory. Just mention that you got them a little gift for the summer. Now that Audible is so easily accessible, and most older kids and teens would rather listen to their own playlist on Spotify or iTunes, it's a bit harder to strew Audible books around the house. But if you do have an old-fashioned CD player lying around the house, get a few books on CD, or even better, a few Jim Weiss storytelling CDs. Now, when my kids were little, I had a special basket that was full of different CDs with a CD player for the kids to listen to. I had CDs with all kinds of short stories on it, poetry, novels, Greek myths, stories from around the world, fairy tales, and yes, even abridged, shortened Shakespearean stories for them to listen to. Now, I would also get from the library a few easy reader books. Clifford the Big Red Dog was my son's favorite. But they also came with a cassette or a CD, and I would put those in the basket so my non-readers could, you know, read along with the narrator while looking at the pictures and words on each page. Think of it as podcasts for kids. We listen to podcasts and Audible, so why not strew some of the same things around the house for your kiddos? All right, how about putting some flour or cornmeal in a plastic tub and let your child trace letters and make squiggly lines with his fingers. If you're feeling brave, use whipped cream or shaving cream instead. Make or purchase some lacing cards and letter tracing cards. I created a bunch of lacing cards with just some cardboard, colorful cardstock, and some shoestrings. I cut out four by four or five by five squares 
and then I used a hole puncher to punch holes in different patterns. I would tie a colorful shoelace to the lacing board and leave them in a basket so that the little hands could practice weaving the string in and out of the holes. Now, of course, you want to strew and scatter all the letter and alphabet puzzles you have around the house. They will pick them up and use them sporadically. But to keep their interest, I would rotate the different letter puzzles I had. I never put them out all at the same time. One week, I would put out one or two new alphabet puzzles that I had. And then the next week, I would put those away and take out one or two new ones. And I would just keep rotating the puzzles. Even though the alphabet puzzles weren't new, they felt new to the kids since they were only pulled out every so often. Now, obviously, the best way to strew reading is to scatter tons of books around the house. But consider strewing picture books that talk about different parts of speech, like Luscious Lollipops by Ruth Keller, or If I Were a Verb by Michael Dahl, or The Dragon Grammar Book by Diane May Robinson. Both Ruth Keller and Michael Dahl have great picture book series that highlight the different parts of speech. The books are colorful, informative, and very fun to read. I love strewing and filling baskets and shelves with poetry books. Now, I loved poetry, but my kids didn't. So one of the only ways I could get them to explore poetry was by accident. I would fill a basket with silly poetry books by Shel Silverstein, Ronald Dahl, or Jack Perluski. I would put riddle books, joke books, pun books, and tongue twister books all around the house. Get some illustrated poetry books by the great poets like Robert Louis Stevenson, Emily Dickinson, and Carl Sandburg. Strewing poetry is a great way to introduce poetry without overdoing it. Then, if your kiddos are up to it, because I know I was always up to it, have a poetry tea party once a month. Drink some tea, eat some finger-sized PB&J sandwiches, and read some poetry. For added fun, have the kids read some of their own original poems, too. And, of course, the easiest and most entertaining way to strew language arts is to play tons and tons of games. Play guessing games, play vocabulary games, play word games, play the classics like Scrabble and Boggle, play good old-fashioned Mad Libs, play sight word bingo, play word games while you're in the car, use billboards and license plates to look for and read real words, go on scavenger hunts or go on word hunts. Like I said, you've probably been strewing language arts for years now, but now when you do it, you can pat yourself on the back and call yourself a master. Now, history and geography are also super easy to strew. I'm not here to give you any fresh ideas. I just want to share with you all the ways you're already strewing and naturally sparking your child's curiosity and whetting his appetite for people, places, and cultures around the world, both in the present and in the past. All those historical fictions, biographies, and history picture books you just have laying around or on your bookshelves? Look at you. That's you strewing history. All those geography, landscape, and famous monument puzzles you have spread out on your coffee table? <laughs> That's you strewing geography. All those castle models, landmark models, and pyramid models you have tucked away in your closets? That's you ready to strew some geography. All those map, history, and geography games spread out throughout the house? That's you getting your strewing game on. 
And all those museum maps, amusement park maps, travel maps, and talking globes you have somewhere in your house, that's you strewing all kinds of stuff. And all those old family pictures and portraits you have in boxes, they're ready to be strewed, sorted, and organized as you talk about family history and genealogy. You see, you're already strewing history every day and probably all day long. And if I mention something you already have, but it's been tucked away for a while, all you got to do is dust it off and put it in a prominent place for a while. To your kids, it'll be something new and exciting to look at, to explore, or to play with. But you and I know, you're sparking their curiosity. Now, another super easy and fun way to get your child's creative juices flowing is to strew art and music everywhere. We had a little corner of the house that we dubbed our art corner. When the kids were little, it had a miniature table with two chairs. It was right next to an old bookcase I found at a garage sale. Now I got tons of plastic bins from the dollar store and filled each one with all kinds of arts and crafts materials. Again, most of them I got from the dollar store too. I filled bins with Play-Doh, both store-bought and homemade, feathers, clay, sequins, pom-poms, felt, glitter, pipe cleaners, all kinds of scraps of paper, wooden craft sticks, stickers, colored tissue paper, old cards, and tons and tons of tape and glue. Then in other boxes, I had all sorts of crayons, colored pencils, markers, paints, watercolors, paintbrushes, chalk, and oil pastels. And the shelves were filled with all kinds of construction paper, drawing pads, watercolor paper, cardboard, you name it. If it was on sale at Michael's or Hobby Lobby, or I could get a pack of it at the dollar store, I stocked up on it. I would then let my kids go wild. Most days, my kids would just gravitate to the art corner and stay there for hours. Some days, however, out of desperation, I would have to suggest that they go make, create, or draw something. As the kids got older, the art corner morphed and grew too. The table got bigger. I put better quality markers, paints, and colored pencils in the bins. I also put a variety of how-to-draw books on the shelves, like how to draw dragons, how to draw cars and trucks, how to draw different animals, how to draw faces, whatever. I had one child who never wanted instruction on what to draw or how to draw it. And I had another child who wanted step-by-step directions with samples to look at. So having a variety of how-to books was very helpful and inspiring. Add a few how-to craft and idea books too, like origami books or how to make masks or quilling, paper mache ideas. We even had a book on paper bag costumes. If the child is old enough and has the hand-eye coordination skills, you can basically put any crafting material in a basket or in your art corner and a how-to book or a book of ideas, and they'll figure it out. I also had a little display shelf for their artwork. I used plastic frames, so as they created different things, I would put them in a frame. It made it easier to exchange the pictures and drawings each week. I also had a box of their finished projects. Instead of throwing their artwork away, which I found so hard to do, they put their drawings, paintings, and projects in this finished box. Then when it was Christmas or a holiday or someone's birthday, we would go through the box and find the perfect drawing to give as a gift. And I loved strewing art books around the house. Books filled with masterpieces, books filled with different artists, and books about different museums. 
and I loved strewing John James Audubon books too. His pencil drawings and paintings of birds are so simple and pleasing to look at. They were great for inspiration. And of course, don't forget about strewing a few art games here and there too. Some of my favorite art game recommendations can be found at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. One blog is all about games, so I have a whole list of art games, and another blog is about doing art studies. And in these blogs, I list a few games. I also elaborate on teaching art studies in season one in the podcast called Let's Talk Art Studies. Now, don't forget to strew about music instruments too. If you have an old guitar, leave it out. If you have a keyboard or a piano, put a few new music books out for little fingers to try and play. If you have an old ukulele or other fun instruments you used to play, take them out one week and just see what happens. My son only had a few formal piano lessons, but when we put an old keyboard in his room, he taught himself to play some of his favorite songs. To this day, even as a teen, he will pluck out a song until he has it memorized, or he'll even compose a few original songs. I love Sally Clarkson and everything she writes. One of my new favorite resources is her new book called Awakening Wonder. It's full of ways to ignite passions, wet appetites, spark curiosities, and yes, awaken wonder in your child. She's a master at strewing. If you haven't read her new book, Awakening Wonder, check it out. It will give you even more ideas about how to awaken wonder in your child by strewing, scattering, and spreading a feast for your children in a natural and serendipitous way. And strewing is also a great way to keep the learning going in the summer when you're officially on break. Again, it's nothing fancy. It's nothing expensive or elaborate. It's just using simple things to scatter around the house to pique your child's interest. You may have noticed I didn't elaborate on how to strew my two favorite subjects, math and science. And it wasn't a mistake or an oversight. So summertime is the best time to strew, especially the subjects, math and science. You can still do math and catch up on science during the summer without opening a workbook and without the kids even knowing that they're learning. You guessed it, you can do it by strewing. So next week, we start our Coffee with Carrie summer series. We will be highlighting this summer some of our favorite topics and some of my favorite ways to spend the summer break. So our first Coffee with Carrie podcast in our summer series will be summertime strewing math and science ideas. I will continue this conversation on the art of strewing, but next week, I will concentrate on the topics of just math and science. So make sure you come back next week. And in our Coffee with Carrie summertime series, we will be discussing how to homeschool for free, or at least for almost free. We'll be talking about homeschooling 101. We'll be talking about the statement I hear all the time. I can't homeschool dot, dot, dot. You fill in the blank. We're going to spend the summer dispelling homeschooling lies, such as I can't teach my child. He's dyslexic. I can't homeschool high school, not qualified. I can't homeschool, I don't have enough patience. I can't keep homeschooling, I work full time. Or I can't keep homeschooling, I have too many kids. In our summer series, we will have some heart-to-heart -heart talks about, oh yes you can mama. This summer, 
we're going to tell Satan to hit the road and to shut his mouth. If God has called you to homeschool or to continue to homeschool next year, he will equip you to do it. Our Coffee with Carrie summer series will explore how and why you can obey God's call to homeschool. Now, as part of our homeschooling summer series, we're super excited to share that I will be collaborating with a few other people too. In July, you can attend Chia's online conference and attend my session on writing a homeschool mission statement and how to use it to help you plan your year. Also this summer, I will be a guest on Excellence in Education's podcast with Martin Forte, and I will also be a guest on Seek Holy Living podcast with Christian Savota. Krista and I will be talking about how to incorporate games into your homeschooling and how to make learning fun. And in all honesty, I have no idea what Martin and I will be discussing. When the two of us get together, we shoot the breeze about all things homeschooling, parenting, and politics. I'm sure it'll be a hoot. So stay tuned this summer. Check out my Instagram account for podcast announcements and join my Coffee with Carrie Facebook group for updates about our summer series podcast. I promise you won't want to miss any of it. Thank you for hanging out with us and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our website, coffeewithcarry.org. We also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, Coffee with Carry Consultant. Don't forget to check out my new book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. If you heard something you liked, then share our podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week or share it with a friend who's homeschooling. And if you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie podcast and then take a few minutes to give us a little review. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing our podcast, book, and homeschool mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, and our podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And don't forget to join us next week.